Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. Today's episode is brought to you by Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Legal won't let us call it adult chocolate milk, so we're definitely not calling it adult chocolate milk. But how about coffee? Coffee shouldn't be complicated. Coffee should be hard. This is like the fancy coffee gas station glass bottle, but with booze in it. Just try it. You'll like it. PBR hard coffee is the drink you didn't know you needed. It tastes way better than it should. So grab some PBR hard coffee and find out for yourself. And make sure while you're liking it that you hit that like button or take a minute to put that beer down and leave us a review, but keep the beer close to you just like I do with Harrison. Actually, speaking of Harrison, he's been talking a lot about ice picks. What are we drinking today? What are we doing today? Well, today, the year of the lager is kicking it up a notch, folks. We are combining the science of brewing with the magic but also science of freezing things. <laughs> it's icebox time. I know what you're thinking. Nothing says summer like a 12% lager. We couldn't agree more. So we are jumping on what was originally a, a brewing accident, like a hot damn noodle. You know what I mean? And sharing our experience with you, fellow beer explorers. So grab your ice pick, jump on untapped to find the closest icebox to you and join along as we come in from the cold and earn another new core badge. Tell them what I'm talking about, Johnny. Well, Harrison, from the cold badge. It, no, it's, it's, the best, it's the best Johnny I can do. Um, but we are. We're talking about Untaps, uh, one of the new core badges. This one titled From the Cold which really describes how an ice block is made. When you Indeed. unlock this badge, Untapped will joy you with another beer poem, Burr. It's cold in here. <laughs> Everybody should be thinking there must be some Toros in the atmosphere. Yes. But uh, Untapped is going to remind you that there must be some ice box in the atmosphere. That's five Love different it. beers with the style of Bach, Ice Bach, traditional or freeze distilled so this is a beer badge on untapped and it's the style of the beer that's going to help you unlock and level up this badge in this case you'll be drinking five of them to unlock it and five more to level it up and if you drink 10 ice box i think there's a german holiday for you but right uh, right statue something yeah. <laughs> uh, at least we'll celebrate you. It's oh, not yeah. only the year of the lager, but if you, yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of lager. Year. Yeah. Um, the, the year of yeah. the lager in which Icebox only is an afternoon. We can't dedicate a week to it or anything more than that. It's just too powerful. But For health reasons. Right. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And the one we have today is, a cla I mean, a lot of these are going to be classics. Fair amount of American brewers have messed around with Icebox, but it's cost prohibitive. It takes a lot to make them. You got to, like, freeze your beer, as the name would kind of suggest, which logistically can be difficult for many breweries to even do, to have a, a, a enough, you know, coolant to do that. Um, but anyway... Aventinas has no problem with that. So we're drinking Aventinas Icebach from Schneider Weiss, Schneider and Son Brewing in Germany. 
itself the home of the ice bock, originally from Bavaria, which we'll talk about in a moment. But this is a Bach ice bock traditional 12% ABV. So what a lager indeed, or about four and a half rattlers. Um, uh, 15 IBUs. It carries a 3.83 out of 5 on untapped. And from the brewery themselves, it's, uh, it's a description. John is pouring the beer and showing it off on uh, on the tube. Magic and a black soul. Yes. The mahogany-colored, almost black icebox for sensuous indulgence. All right, Germany. Wow. <clears throat> uh, best served in a balloon glass, so we're going to do our best today. John's got a perfect one. Um, matured in a special freezing process following a special recipe with a soft, elegant body, but still intensive spicy flavors of plum, banana, and clove reveal themselves along with a hint of bitter almond and marzipan. So tempting as a digestif, but also crepes, dark chocolate, tiramisu, and fully ripe Parmesan cheese, what they recommend you enjoy this with. I may say a cigar or a pipe, detective or not, but um, enough about that. I haven't even had it yet. John has. John, tell me what uh, what's what's this beer putting down? What's happening? I can't get over the description. It reads like a romance novel cover. Yeah. Um, they spicy know, they get flavors it. of plum, banana, and clove. Ooh. Right? First thoughts on the nose. Didn't expect Man. this. It tastes like going into like a German pastry shop. No, sorry. Yep. It smells like going into yeah. a German pastry shop. Yeah. It doesn't taste far off. On the initial, if I, I'm trying to recall, I've only had one sip of this beer, but it's like, it's exciting. There's things happening in here that I wouldn't expect from a lager, right? A lot right. has happened to this poor thing, but it's come out stronger for it. The plum is maybe the first thing that I want to recognize or yeah. plum or like a inky jammy f- stone fruit. And nice. then as I swallow, I missed the almond. I missed the marzipan, but I get a little bit of banana. And I think this beer would do well sitting next to like any after dinner drink. It just hits those kind of like those flavors you get from like one of those $12 pours of sherry that comes in a tiny little glass. It's one ounce. That's, that's what this beer tastes like to me. Wow. Yeah, this is amazing. So one of the first beers I ever um, cloned as a home brewer was Aventinus Weizenbach, like their Doppelbach, their wheat Doppelbach. It's very similar. Netco, 8, 8.2%. So not far off, very similar looking, similar grain bill, and almost identical nose where it's like, it is. It's banana, clove, plum. It sounds like estery kind of yes. flavors that you find in a lot of Belgian beers, but also like a lot of really big German beers um, too. And I get the heat a little bit. There's a there's a booze note in here as you're drinking it where it starts off as those kind of, like you said, almost like a, a, a call and response to an American pastry stout. This is like, we've been doing this for a while over here. Yep. Bananas and cloves and bubble gum. And we got, we got candy in our beer too, but it's the yeast doing it. Um, so that, that happens at the beginning. And then it's like that pow, it better be, you know, five below outside and, and you're fighting off polar bears or, you know, trying to figure out how to beat a pack of wolves. And this is the beer you want by your side, kind of warming your soul as you, 
you venture into the unknown into the night, the dark, wintry darkness. <laughs> anyway, this it's is turned uh, into a so, Robert Frost right, poem. It's that's great. right. Where I just say darkness every line. Um, but uh, this is delicious. But it's got some heat. It's definitely got some some boost in there, which is, I mean, expected. It's true to the style. Um, and but almost immediately, whenever I taste that in a beer, I like want to enjoy this one, but also wish I had one for the seller just to be like, all right, tell me your story. I know this is just the first chapter. This beer could probably last for years. a lager already. I mean, sit on it for years and see what it does. That would be, that'd be pretty cool. But this is a great intro to the style. It's drinkable, but I know I'm, I have something uh, pretty powerful in my hand, no doubt. Yeah, unmistakably, um, your comparison to like a, a, a foreign or, or like a German pastry stout, I think is, is really accurate. Letting the yeast give you the flavor, um, wow. but, there, but the flavor is unmistakably there. I mean, wow. even just on the nose, it's hard for me to not convince myself this is just like this is like a homemade jam that comes from yeah, someone's grandma right. or something. Right. So much fruit happening here. But again, you, you talk about IPAs, you can talk about fruit all day, but this is different. But it's some of the same fruit flavors, but it's it's totally different. Um, gosh, I love these styles of beer. They're so, I mean, they're, yeah. And again, it's it's kind of trips you up that it tastes like, right, bubble gum and bananas and clovey things. But none of that's in here. It's just the yeast just doing what it does, um, which is in part some impressive flavors that uh that are, are definitely spicy and and hard to re- replicate artificially you've really kind of got to let the yeast just do what it wants to do to get this kind of like complex banana bubblegum happening banana Ooh. bubblegum's a great uh I, I probably won't be long before we see american brewers well no because you, like you said it's cost prohibitive maybe buffalo brewers could do this just by leaving <laughs> the doors open <laughs> to your you point go. earlier uh, Harrison, like the the story behind this beer style is born of carelessness or yeah. like an accident. Right. Like all things history, who's to really say for sure? Right, Did exactly. chocolate chips just fall into a cookie batter and create the greatest cookie ever? Who knows? <laughs> but maybe. Do you have any uh, kind of details about the story of like, were they just, were they putting the beer in the freezer to cool it down like I do when, when it's like almost game time and and my beer is not cold enough and they just forgot it in there? Almost. And I mean, you're from Buffalo, I'm from the Northeast. So we're, you know, you are as well. You're probably familiar with the benefit. One of the benefits of the winter is you don't need to put your beer in a cooler. You just put it on your deck, put it outside your door, you know, put it outside for a couple of minutes and it'll cool down plenty to, you know, enjoy later that night. And this is basically like that story taken to the nth degree. In fact, if you're from Buffalo, you may have accidentally made a couple ice box yourself. If you do leave a case of, you know, some <laughs> pale ale or whatever out on your porch and it comes back mostly ice, what you're drinking, you basically distilled that beer down since alcohol is measured by volume. Um, if it, a lot of the volume is gone because now it's ice and the liquid is going to be, you know, a higher percentage of alcohol per sip. So, um, you know, that's what this is, that this beer is. And it was all an accident, according to kind of the tall tale of the ice box in the late 1800s. 
a distracted apprentice left a barrel of just box, like a moderately strong German beer outside during the winter. Again, it froze, removed a lot of the water out of that beer, thus, uh, you know, increased the alcohol by volume of it. And the ice box is now here to stay. But like, like you said, like I said, it's tough to do that now. I mean, winter does winter even happen still i feel like everyone <laughs> just kind of has a as a moderate fall and then a nice spring winter's i i kid or do i but um but still like to manufacture this in a in a brewery takes a lot of work and a lot of you know i mean i've shared this on the podcast before of actually freezing tanks and all the tanks are connected by the same coolant if you accidentally freeze another beer you don't want to and there's that's not even that happens only every once in a while. There's just a lot of work that goes into making this beer. And then how do you get a huge, you know, bright tank size, like three story house size ice cube to melt in an appropriate amount of time to put another beer in there. All kinds of logistical stuff that go into making an ice box that aren't desirable. But this one, yeah, kind of an accident is the tall tale goes um, of just someone leaving a barrel of Bach outside. And now we have ice Bach. One, one time I convinced my wife we didn't need to bring the plants inside when it was going to nah. get cold. And Famous we got ice, ice ferns and I got in ice a lot ferns. of trouble. Yeah. That's not, not as fun as an cool. ice block. Yeah, no. that's different. Those are just dead plants. At least you leave a beer outside in the cold and it maybe it just becomes a boozier beer. Um, so anyway, test it out. Or you know, next time that happens, don't be bummed out that your IPA is frozen and not good. It's just... Now become a double IPA. There's just less yep. of it to drink. Throw um, the ice away and get the party started quicker. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and so this badge, we we ju- we just came off on last week's episode. We talked about dessert time and that new badge. It's kind of serendipitous, maybe, or even though we mm. sometimes try and plan these, but going from the American focused pastry stout badge into the German or foreign focused Eisbach style badge. Yeah. When I looked at this one on untapped, it, it was, it was slow going or maybe just slow yeah. getting started. Uh, and I'll contribute to this. There's not many Eisbachs I've had before. And it's, yeah. uh, as Harrison will tell you, this beer is a commitment that takes a little bit of courage, not just to drink, but to make <laughs> freezing a three-story cube of beer and so far on untapped this badge has been live for almost a month and there's been about 350 maybe close to 400 people that have unlocked it so far Uh, by drinking you have to drink five ice box and log them on untapped of course five different ones we took a look at some of the beers that are uh, at the top of the scale this one that we're drinking today is in yeah. second place. That's right. And in first place, this surprised me, but it shouldn't. Uh, there's a beer that, that I'm going to just read. is 2YO uh, from Velka Morava, a brewery in Russia. And if anybody's yeah. going to make icebox, I feel like R- Russia has a whole country built for freezing beer. So it's yep. nice to see that that brewery and that beer is right now in first place. But it was also really cool to see every beer, every brewery that's helping people earn and unlock this badge is non-American, except yep. for one that made right. it into the top. 
Right. And, and it's from Anheuser-Busch, and it's Bud Ice. Bud Ice! Uh, we've all had a Bud Ice night, haven't we? The Rangers <laughs> lost, and you're falling down in the street. Bud Ice! <laughs> in a gas station, what do I get? Three in the morning. Bud Ice! Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, that, that was cool, though. You're right, John. I mean, this obviously, this beer from Germany, tons of history there. Um, so, and a lot of craft breweries in the States, they really do like, it's kind of like the boogeyman. They're like, I don't need to, we don't need to make it. There's not a crazy demand for it. So let's not open up that Pandora's box of, you know, maybe destroying a bunch of people's days and brewing equipment in the process. Um, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, hats off to all these brewers that are, are making this beer cause it is intensive. It's work intensive. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, and that that the the two yo from Velka that beer as of recording, they just released it. It's only it's got 119 check-ins. 119 of them are in a unique, and they were all from this month. Wow. So, great kudos time. to them, right? Releasing an ice box in the middle of summer, but like we said in the beginning, yeah, why not? If you're gonna drink a lager in the summer. Why not have the super lager that is uh, an ice box? So, um, but some other cool names on here: Yopin um, from the Netherlands. They have uh, two in the top 10 already. Um, and then Kulmbacher Icebach from Kulmbacher Brewery. They're, um, they're kind of known as like the, uh, the godfather of this style. They were one of the first that, that Icebach itself has more than 23,000 check-ins on untapped. So definitely them and the one we're enjoying today, they're kind of a handful of, of German breweries that, uh, that have made Icebox for, a long, long time now, again, since 1890, since this accident. They may have almost got somebody fired, now turned into this kind of cool beer with a cult following um, we we're enjoying right now. Yeah, you see Icebox start trending on Untapped. That's when it's time to invest in pickaxes. That's right. That's right. Pickaxes, <laughs> air dryers, and shoes, and whatever. <laughs> yep. And more layers, long johns. All those things. And we may now, with this badge out there in the wind, I mean, badge hunters, let's go. Find your icebox. Jump on untapped. There's got to be, hopefully, one nearby somewhat. We saw a fair amount of verify venues that had them on their menus right now. So it's not impossible. Um, and it's really cool styles. And you can grab it now and enjoy it in the winter. Not to rush to drink this guy. It's going to be good for a while. Yeah. yeah, especially with the ABV that it usually packs. And one cool thing that I noticed when we look at these new core badges, some people are unlocking them and they're using retroactive beers that you might have checked right. into 20 icebox in, in your untapped career. But when you unlock the badge, it's the beer that you drank most Correct. recently. And that's yeah. to your point, Harrison, like why 2YO would be one of the most popular beers. Hopefully no one's drinking 12 of them that's not going to help you earn the badge or do much of anything but yeah. uh, <laughs> but but those unlocks um i think kolmbacher we saw towards the bottom of the list but to your you're you're exactly right harrison i think kolmbacher is probably one of the most checked in icebox on all of untapped mm-hmm. um are they, they're the brewery that kind of claims the origin story of the careless intern brewing yep. assistant yeah, I think it was like, yeah, like a, they share the story the most. I think it was like a sister brewery or maybe a, a brewery under a former name of theirs. Um, 
think they they credit it with um, being from a brewery that only exists anymore um, in Germany, Reichelbrau Brewery, but in Kalmbach, Bavaria. So right where Kalmbacher is. So and actually that might be without doing any research, might be the same brewery that Kalmbacher is. It used to be um, called Reichelbrau. So yeah, Kalmbacher kind of right related to directly this the origin of this beer. Maybe they changed the name to distance themselves distance themselves from the uh, the haphazard intern. Didn't want that black spot on their resume. So let's burn down the business. Start again. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not insinuating 120 30 year old insurance fraud. That would I would never. <laughs> <laughs> please don't please don't investigate would, that. It was just a marketing never. ploy. Exactly right. <laughs> Super expensive and illegal marketing ploy. Um, but yeah, they yeah they they definitely share this story with everyone who will come through a tour to see them. And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah just and again, who knows if it's true or not. Um, but uh, but uh, a great story nonetheless. Normally, at this point or around this point in the podcast, Harrison, we would talk about like where we are on the Let's levels for this badge. You yeah. want to skip it? Oh, you want, okay. Um, Let's just let the people know. We don't want to be, you know, want to be transparent, John. We want to let them know how uh, how many when we got a goose egg, we got to lay that goose egg and let people know it's a goose egg. Hi, my name's John. <laughs> on social media, I'm drinking with John. <laughs> I have not unlocked this badge just yet. Right. I know. I'll be a little closer after I check into this beer, but I can confidently say I haven't I haven't logged five icebox on Untapped. I don't think I could find five icebox without again, taking a day off to travel. Right. Um, Therein lies the challenge, and I forgive you for that. I also am at a big old goose egg, a big old nada on this uh, badge, but. I'll say it now so that the internet can hold me accountable. By the end of 2021, ugh, again, the winter in North Carolina doesn't even start until February, but the end of 2021, I'm going to try and get to level one here. This will start the process, but like, let's, or at least get to level two, rather. So, um, that's my goal. I'm going to try and find the icebox I can and lean into this style because this is. Firing me down memory lane, and it's yeah, it's really right. It's delicious. It's cool. It's one of those beers where you can have just one and watch a whole ninety-minute movie and yes. fall right asleep afterwards, like a sweet little baby. So um, I'm all about it. And hold me to it, internet. I'm going to drink five of these things at least before the year ends. And if not, please hit me up on New Year's Eve and tell me to drink four more, and then don't talk to me until February because I'll be incapacitated just living off advil and cronuts or whatever makes me feel better at least it's not a croissant that's right speaking of the winter and this bad from the cold let's do it would you rather john the people want it i want it this is a tough one i've got for you today so you're asking me the would you rather i am I, yeah of I course usually... you gotta okay. share the knowledge in there you're an observer like us all you've Got a lot of life in that body. It needs to, well, we can get it out and share it with the people. So let's do that. Um, so, John, would you rather be cold all the time or be hot 
all the time. And I know from how often I get the sheets stolen from me in the middle of the night what my wife's answer to this would be. But, <laughs> John... You're not my wife. What's what say you? A <laughs> lot of lot of lot of truth and deductive logic in that statement. Um, okay, so would I rather be cold all the time or hot all the time? Oh, Neither of these yeah. are a comfortable state. But that's it. That's horrible. Yep. It's I mean, just disclaimer. I feel like I'm always too hot or too cold. Sometimes there both. You know, the air conditioning is yeah, like blowing time. on your feet, but you're hot up top. That's that's it. Anyways. Would I rather be cold all the time or hot? I spent the first 30 plus years of my life living in Buffalo, New York, and I was cold all the time. There's a special atmosphere in Buffalo where it's, it's, it's just cold. (laughs) The air is cold. It's, um, and then I, I, after a while, I realized that that wasn't how I wanted to spend my entire life. So I moved further south, closer to the equator and the sea to get away from that cold. And I don't regret that move, um, but I got to say, being hot is less comfortable than Mm. being cold. It's, I think this is a subjective thing, but if I had to, sure. I'm going to try and rein myself in because there's probably a lot of philosophy and things that, that a, a proper <laughs> therapist would want to unpack here. But <laughs> if I'm hot, which I'm frequently here in North Carolina and memory is short, I don't remember hating being cold all the time because if I walked outside, I'd start sweating in right. immediately. Um, and so it's uncomfortable because when I'm outside, it what you can only take off so many clothes before it's not acceptable and you can't really have like a fan blowing on you when you're trying to edge your front lawn or anything and it's just yep. that can that can be pretty upsetting when it's cold i can put on a a carhartt a couple extra jackets a hoodie right. i can put on boots and i can kind True. of make dudes still uncomfortable but there's one of the most favorites or, or one of the most treasured activities I've ever done is like camping in the snow and you build mm. up a campfire and you have on all these layers of clothes. So you're, you're just like heavy and comfortable and there's a fire going, which isn't doing much to keep the cold at bay, Right. but it's the best environment for drinking a beer and sharing stories. If it were hot, I wouldn't be able to do that. I think I would just be angry and grouchy because right. I was hot. So yep. again, if any of you are therapists, I'm accepting invitations via email. <laughs> but um, my answer is I'd rather be cold all the time because I would feel like I can control my response to that better. Being hot, I just turn into a right. whiny. A, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a fun person to be around when it's uncomfy right. hot. You're right. That's a great point about how you can only take off so many layers of clothing before it's you're in jail. Um, where you can wear as many clothes as you want, uh, you know, again, even beyond reason there. We think about Ralphie in the Christmas story or his brother or whatever, just 90 layers and he can't even put his arms down. Right. So, right. So that's, but he's warm at least, right? He's not cold. So I I hear you there. I think that's the right answer. I mean, I, I don't even know if I could play devil's advocate here. I remember walking outside last night at nighttime and it was 90 degrees and trying to breathe it's the one thing it's the one nugget i'll add is hot you know humid hot and desert hot are different they're all horrible do you want to be like right cooked in an oven or cooked in a steamer that's that's all you're asking yourself um neither of those things are great 
So, yeah, I mean, hot's horrible. I don't want to freeze, you know, and have to, right, shake until I drop. But, I mean, I guess you have a little more control over over the cold. The hot, you're just gross and sweaty and talking about how hot you are. You've chosen well, we, John. Spoken we like a do true. Right. We should. A, a would you rather where there's where there's two good alternatives? Maybe one of the what do you say? Would you rather drink beer all the time, or would you rather play video right. games all Be the an time? Actuary. Yeah. Okay, right. I get what you're saying. Right. <laughs> two goods. Two gear. Right. We always put ourselves in these horrible situations where it's just pick right, pick between. Do you want to right drown or fall off a cliff? Well. <laughs> I don't know how much time you got. <laughs> we, we're sure. If you got a good would you rather, let us know. Tell us about it. We're going to try and bring these back to the podcast after some great feedback about them. We have fun. Hope you guys are too. But uh, yeah, let us know what we should we break down. Speaking of having fun and things on the podcast, Harrison, would you rather tell me about the verified venue that we're going to feature this week? Or just, that's it. That's yeah, it. I would. I would. I would. And I shall. So this week, we're jumping over to the UK and enjoying some pints in our mind from 7,000 jars of beers. They are a verified venue on Untab, or bottle shop, in Kingston-upon-Thames, London, UK, which is an amazing mouthful of things to just tell you the town they're in. Um... But uh, near Wimbledon, so tennis, yay, that just ended another great Wimbledon in the books. A lot of rain, but they made it through. Um, the first independently owned craft beer shop in Kingston upon the Thames. It's just really cool if you don't know much about kind of UK, a lot of tied house laws, and it's kind of, you don't see that a lot. When in the US, there are bottle shops on every corner now, it feels like, and anyone can open one. Laws are different there in the UK, so awesome, awesome thing to to take pride in being the first one um, right there. And they don't stop at beer. I mean, these guys have cider, have wine, tons of gin. Obviously, gin's another huge part of the kind of the, the beverage history of the UK. So, um, got a ton of gin they're talking about all the time, and a lot of icebox. That's how we. We found him. I was just cruising nice. around, seeing right where uh, where else in the world you could find Amatinas's vice uh, ice box that we're enjoying right now, and these guys have it. So my kind of first intro on what seven thousand jars of beer are up to, but doing a lot of stuff and go there, grab a couple pints, or you know enjoy some pretty seriously amazing craft beer. I mean, looking at their list, they had you know things from uh, all over the world. Um, some of it on tap, a lot of it to go, um, which is cool to see. But, uh, yeah, so enjoy stuff there. They have a cool little outdoor area that they've been making use of now that it's finally nice and warm out. But, I mean, Nelson Fogg from Burt Mill, which I've heard a lot about, um, is something they have on tap or uh, is an IPA available right now while we're uh, recording this. And then um, I saw a couple of things on tap that kind of grabbed my eye, like the Fooder Lager. So it's from the Colonel Brewery. They're doing a series of Fooder Lagers. This one has Tettnanger uh, hops in it. That That's a lot to unpack there, but that sounds amazing. And to have it um, as a draft option. So these guys are doing it. They're, they're getting some serious stuff. Um, if you're able to, go check them out. And I think I saw something cool they did. 
the other month for Father's Day. John, did you catch that? Yep. I always investigate the venues you send me, and 7,000 jars looks... I, I want to know if they have 7,000 jars in the Somewhere. warehouse, but um, for, fa- for Father's Day in the UK, which I wasn't aware happened on around the same day that it does yeah. here in the States, so that was pretty cool. It's good to have some fatherly brotherhood. That's it. That's it. And they did, <laughs> um, which I think, it, it, like for a bottle shop, you're looking for a gift for dad. It's what is it going to be? A tie, probably. Uh-huh. Maybe in the modern equivalent, it might be like a webcam so he can look good in his office meetings. <laughs> but, That's great. Um, I think the the beer box is really cool. They did some Father's Day specials. What I what I think is my favorite part about Seven Thousand Jars is you can get a mixed six there, but their staff curates some of their own mixed yep. six packs and that's the harsh part about buying beer if you're fortunate enough to live in an area where there's a lot of it is deciding right yep. which one do i want to get i'm excited about icebox because i'll it'll just be the one you have i'll take it we're done <laughs> but when i'm shopping for an ipa or a stout it's like choosing the right one in a world of so many options yeah. the fact that seven thousand jars has their staff kind of pre-make some and you can just pick awesome idea really helps people get into beer gifts for dad harrison are you are you you strike me as a guy that's working on the century club badge are you a mixed six fan i am working on the century club badge that's a good thing to bring up john we're both going to work on it i'm not going to ask you what you're going to go after today but soon we'll we'll address that because if you guys haven't picked one yet it's another core badge untapped came out with you know last month um first beer you check in a hundred times not in a row same beer so if you haven't picked one or you haven't earned this badge yet uh jump into the facebook group we were talking about that there right as the badges drop what's the beer you've checked in the most can that be the beer that gets you to the century club badge but um you're right so that that's another mission but i am a big mixed six pack guy in fact that's usually where my best beer league comes from, I'm exploring a local bottle shop, put a six pack together and discover something great. This week, though, of course, a little bit different. So, for my best beer of the week, a big thanks goes out to Brian McCaskey, huge fan of the podcast, an amazing beer explorer himself. You can find him on a tap to Loud McLeod, um, which is a great username yeah. to see for yourself. He's always just finding amazing beers, things I've never heard of from brewery doing amazing stuff in all corners of the, the world. So he was uh, kind enough to share with us some beers. And, uh, and and John shared then with me from Brian that Sinosure. So that's a beer from, it's a double IPA from Holmes Brewing in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And this is a series they do where it's a sour IPA with a bunch of fruit. So this one that I have, has raspberry, blueberry, blueberry, and lemon in it. It's amazing. It was like a hoppy pie that blew my mind. So, Brian, good job for, for uh, passing that along because this was sour IPAs are awesome, but like dumping tons of fruit in it. Hadn't had one before. So, Holmes is doing some impressive stuff. They're definitely making a name for themselves as a brewery to watch in Michigan. Which is tough because Michigan has nothing but great breweries. So that's kind of like being the best of the best. Um, uh, so hats off to them 
Um, really enjoyed that. Not one I, I may have grabbed myself, so I was happy to jump out of my uh, my safe space there and enjoy some fruited IPAs. Speaking of which, John, what was your best beer of the week? It's it's a little untimely, but uh, mm. but side note, quick shout out to Brian McCaskey, awesome yes. podcast fan. One of my favorite tips that he's shared with us in the Facebook group is whenever I have to go to like a doctor's appointment or a medical appointment or whatever, I go to the doctor, do what they tell me. And then on my way back, I stop at a brewery and I grab a flight or something to eat. Smart. Beautiful. Great advice. Um, so Brian's awesome. Thanks for sharing the beer. My favorite beer of the week is late, but it's again, first one that comes to mind, Stones Enjoy By. And I know what you're thinking, John. The last enjoy by was July 4th, and it's way past July 4th. And it is. <laughs> this was a uh, this this July 4th. They did a tangerine and pineapple IPA. Ooh. And I'm a sucker for directions. If you tell me what to do, I'm almost always going to do it. And this series from Stone has been doing it forever. Yeah. And I'm also a sucker for marketing. And they literally say on the label, like, drink this beer before it's at now. Yep. And so when I walked by it, there was a, a grocery store I was at, and they were selling it at a discount because the, the label said, like, you've already missed the buck. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've drank enough Enjoy by pre- and post-date yep. to know that like, you'll be okay, especially yep. if they're offering it at a discount. So I jumped on that, got a couple of can- bottles of it, and I, I love that series. I think still yeah. there should be there should be uh, a tribute paid to Stone for making the labeled and the freshness uh, date on beer, making yep. it such an important thing that we look at as, as beer consumers. So if you missed this one, keep your eyes out. The next one coming up should be October 31st. Oh, it's an 18s pumpkin, but I don't think they've ever put pumpkin in their IPA. They uh, haven't. They never do, but yep. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'd be okay if they did, Harrison. I'll buy it. That's yeah. right. I'll be first in line and enjoying it all month long and well into the Thanksgiving dinner and stuff beyond the, the 31st deadline there. But yeah, great series. I remember the first time it came out, came out, everyone was like, what is this? They're leading with the Best Buy day, and I got, we got to buy cases before it's gone. It was, it was, it was genius. So, um, and it's, it's served them well now years later. So hats off to them. Missed that one, but I never, yeah, at least once or twice a year, I'll grab and enjoy by because they're just, just great. It's great beers. They don't, they don't skip all the hops at Stone. I'll tell you that. They're definitely, Happy to dump a hop, bunch of hops in the, into their beers. And it's still good making good beers. I think uh, we'll have to get Stone on the podcast sometime. We featured a movie in the Stovepipe episode last right. season. But yep. there's so many good beers they make. So many. And kind of wrapping up this episode, I think you're all wondering the same thing I am. When are we going to get American Icebox sponsored by Maytag, Frigidaire, or something? Yeah, maybe soon, um, honestly. But in the meantime, it seems like our foreign friends are ruling the Icebox game. And for that, I'm jealous because this beer has been amazing. I could drink every Icebox in the state of North Carolina and not touch level five on this badge. So I love that challenge that untapped has kind of thrown down for me to find 
some ice box. For those of you listening in Germany, good luck finding pastry south. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> but I love a challenge, and I'll issue you a, a, a soft, easy layup challenge. Follow us. Follow Untapped on social media. If you want to watch Harrison drink beer, show off his band posters and cool T-shirts, you can watch us on YouTube. But I really, really encourage you, Untapped post new episodes of Drinking Socially on their social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, every Wednesday, and go on there and really hammer home the croissants are not the way to say it. We can say croissants and everyone will know what we mean. So maybe here, I don't know. Yeah, Actually, what's, right. I don't know how you write that because croissant and croissant are just going to be spelled the same. So you're just yelling about croissant didn't, over croissant. According didn't to, think this through. Totally. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's even better. The people are just yelling about croissants, and it's let's keep it going. This, you say it really nice and subtly. It's like a good like croissant. Like a notice good. that I say it. <laughs> it's just I used to nine hundred years of French. I dream and I used to dream in French all the time. But that's when I was a sophisticated youngster with a, a sponge of a brain. Now it's just a rock in my head that tells the same three stories again and again. And <laughs> they'll do that until I cease to be. And that's okay. Um, next week, we've got the fine folks from Bale Breaker Brewing on to talk about the amazing work they're doing. For ales for ALS, raising millions of dollars to fight this disease. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, drink beer, do good things. Until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>